Hello everybody and welcome to another podcast live. It's an absolute pleasure to see each and every one of you here. This is now the second week of live broadcasted hog castry and my goodness it is a pleasure to see each and every one of you who have come to join us today in our show let me just say hi to everyone who did come and join in the live twitch chat if you're listening to this after the fact and you want to come and join us live we're live every monday from 7 p.m on twitch.tv forward slash game games so come along and join us we've got bumble cookie who will be coming back to in a moment we've got prince Jaden. we've got queen of pigeons andy poggers uber kestrel who's resubscribed there who unfortunately is very busy working but you may see on the show again in the future so thanks very much for stopping by uber kestrel we've got victor here we've got maritime mad we've got nina perry who has got queen of pigeons i've mentioned ray ray's here this is a fantastic amount of people struggling artist 14 is also here large lad charles coming in with that resubscription john barker also with that resubscription thank you very much my friend queen of pigeons is here and is a cooking maritime maddie with some bits we have had ourselves a wonderful little thing smelly at shelly i like that name that's cracking welcome friends it is such a pleasure to see all of you and mike pod as well welcome friends now without any more stalling allow me to introduce the guest that we have for today not only is she one of the most nerdy people that we have as part of our community but one of the most beautiful and talented allow me to neatly transition over to welcome the beautiful bumble cookie hello chloe how are you hello i'm very good welcome to the (laughs) show it's a pleasure to have you here thank you very much now i actually saw you yesterday because we watched the football together with luke and james now you are not a football fan and actually neither am i but how did you find yesterday watching what it was now i will say before we carry on we here at the hogcast utterly condemn all the shit behavior and racism being displayed by anybody who was watching the football yesterday it is absolutely unacceptable and if any of you see it please report it because it's just not okay and we should not be seeing that sort of disgusting vile hatred after something that even if we lost was a positive experience so chloe that negativity aside how did you find the spirit of the game and everything did you get involved um i had a very talented man paint the england flag on my face so i was feeling very patriotic it was slightly wonky on one side though wasn't it it was a little bit wonky but it made it perfect um i it's for the first time in my life i sat down and watched a football game and i'm glad i did it's disappointing that england lost but at the same time there is some humility in learning how to lose graciously massively so yeah well that is apt but did you did you enjoy the vibe of watching it because actually you could hear from where we were watching it you could hear (laughs) everyone going nuts for it couldn't you loads of shouting did you like that like it it felt very um community oriented like sure i think that's the main thing in sport is that the right way of saying yeah absolutely feel like it's you're part of something that's bigger than you and because we aren't sports fans it's quite nice to feel 
so welcome in that circle <laughs> from that get-go you know because we aren't a part yeah. of it week in week out like club supporters are so to get that invitation into the circle and feel like you're on board with it i thought was quite fun at least i got really invested and i'm glad you came to watch the final and it was nice to see luke and james it did feel oh, like wow. we were sort of classic cookie cutter men we were drinking beers and watching the football <laughs> that is the closest to a typical male i think i've ever been in my life now me too that yeah. is the closest to a typical male you've ever been although yeah. i won't i won't make those jokes now you have obviously been a part of the community for a fair few years now do you want to explain to people what it is that you do and the sort of main drives that you have in your creative life um like business wise i just like existing first and foremost i i chase things that make me happy and it could be a sign of adhd i don't know but i like doing things that make me happy so i jump from different hobbies um but business wise i uh, trying to condense it all into a very short I started selling at Comic-Con I was selling my crafted wares at Comic-Con I then got hired by a company who had a contract with Warner Brothers to make Harry Potter jewelry like official merchandise they then wanted me to work further producing the merchandise so they sent me to Hatton Garden to learn how to make high-end jewelry and then I got into the world of licensing intellectual property law and then lockdown and everything hit so i've just been making dice for some reason but you've been doing very <laughs> I do, well i do i do 3d so all encompassing I've, I've learned a lot of different techniques on how to produce things to mass manufacture things so i learned how to 3d print things and cast things and create things and yeah it's all very um difficult <laughs> yes and actually we can see a little bit of the display that you've got in your background of your setup that is some of the yes. equipment that you use to make some of these isn't it it is it is i mean we can't see um, all of it we can see the silver pumpy thing but give us a quick breakdown of what equipment you have on that shelf so on my in but behind me i have a um a industrial uh, pressure pump a pressure pot a 3d printer a stereolithographic 3d printer a, a uv lamp i have lots of uh, resins and micas and different colorants and things and there's a lot of buzzwords a lot of buzzwords being said here a lot of which i don't understand but yes. you've got a lot of very cool equipment there and is I this do. something that people are going to be able to see anytime soon some of the products because you've been working on refining the process for yes. the best part of lockdown so I are have. we going to see the re results of this and the fruits of your labors I anytime I soon hope so. <laughs> um i i've been working on a project which uh, i think we'll both love because they're very dinosaur focused yeah and um hopefully we'll be uh doing the kickstarter for that soon excellent so i don't i don't know if you want to share it's your secret as much as it is mine but uh i'm very excited for it and i'm, I'm very keen to see how it progresses we will see how that progresses and where would people once that sort of thing comes to light where mm -hmm. would you be promoting that would it likely be on some of your socials yeah on my uh instagram on my twitter uh even on disc uh, discord i have a discord but i hang out in your discord mostly you do. um and I'll, I'll promote it through you but i'll there'll be lots of social media posts and stuff and where can it. people and, find and you for social media uh at bumble cookie and how do you I'm spell bumble, that I'm bumble cookie b-u-m-b-l-e c-o-o-k-double-i there we go 
because it's quite complicated because (laughs) to tell the origin we set up your first account of bumble cookie with the one eye that got shadow banned on twitch we don't understand what happened so so my original username was bumble cookie cookie spelled the normal way but it was taken and it was taken by an inactive account so we dropped the e we left it as bumble cookie with one eye and then i got shadow banned for some reason i would i would go live on on uh, twitch and you would never see it it would it dropped me to below all of the offline people that's the thing that's something i have never seen anywhere else she wouldn't even appear at the bottom of the list of live people there would be everyone who's live your offline list Mm -hmm. and then chloe online and i'd have like 10 viewers and it would be like what it was very strange but that's the way that Twitch goes. But you've been you've been taking a little bit of a break from Twitch, but you are still twitching. People can find you on twitch.tv yes. forward slash bumble cookie, is that correct? Yes. Well then hopefully people will be seeing you there. Now, the place where they are seeing you at the moment, Chloe, is here on the Hogcast. And as you know, we have a structure to the Hogcast. So the structure of the Hogcast is we have this pivot questionnaire, a very insightful 10 question questionnaire. We will obviously be talking to Chloe in between those questions about anything tangentially related. However, we also have features which you are involved in. That feature is a wonderful feature that I like to call Am I Normal? And Haiku Do You Think You Are? Am I Normal is where we take suggestions from people like yourself who are normal but have all got compulsions that we all do. My example, for instance, was that I believe there are sharks in swimming pools. I'm still convinced of this from the age of a child. Liam had some cracky ones. We had a lot of ones from suggested people on the Discord. If you want to suggest yours, make sure you do head over to the Gamehog Discord. But we'll be coming back to those later. The thing that we are going to do first is we're going to get to know Chloe, aka Bumble Cookie, through this 10-question questionnaire. So, Chloe, starting with question one, what is your favourite word? Oh, probably discombobulate discombobulate um, yeah. <laughs> why because it's a it's a word for confusion right it's like sure. discombobulation is to be out of order out of sorts it's just floofy and loopy and i like it it's a silly <laughs> word isn't it it sounds you're quite into your dr zeus so actually yes. that kind of makes sense because you've you'd strike me as someone who would get on board with a silly word like discombobulate. Discombobulate sounds like it should come from Doctor Zeus or it does. Harry Potter. The discombobulate um, spell. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he used the forbidden discombobulate curse. Now that I can imagine. Can I can I tell you about a word that I did learn though? Because I was thinking about favorite words and I, I had a bit of a research, but I found a new word that I like. Go for it. I'd like to hear this. And it's a. It's it's okay. So the word is kuchi sabishi. Is this a Japanese right? word? It's a Japanese word, okay. kuchi sabishi, and it it's the word for when you're not hungry but you eat because your mouth is lonely. <laughs> <laughs> lonely. Yeah. That's an emotion I've never once attributed I'm to like, my mouth. So. The way I think about it is just like, oh, it's it's just like people have oral fixations, right? Sure. So they chew on pens and they'll snack because they like, they have an oral fixation. Um, and I, I think that's their sort of go-to for an oral fixation. But that's how they explain it is 
eating when you're not hungry but your mouth is lonely <laughs> i really like the usage of lonely in that but yeah. there's, there's a lot of people making inappropriate comments now about lonely mouths and the like and people <laughs> people who might have oral fixations i see you in the chat don't think i'm blind to this <laughs> i think that's a fairly good answer actually there I, I like what you've said there but we now have to go to the flip side of this coin yes so what would you say is your least favorite word now i've often uh, said this there is a very typical cliche to say moist everyone yeah. everyone and their cat says that they hate the word moist i hate the word moist do you like everyone else who says that how original so you're not going to say moist are you i'm not i'm not mine okay. might be a bit of a surprise is this a pg stream am i allowed to swear you're allowed to swear as long as it's not okay. the c word okay uh so my least favorite word is fuck weirdly even though i use it um you use because it a lot <laughs> it's because the reason i don't like it when i don't like it is because people will use it as a filler word instead of exercising a good vocabulary I so they'll use this. like i'm fucking this i'm fucking that. like you you know what i mean like they they will use it as an emphasis rather than being descriptive and i'm like oh you could have done so much better you know i have to agree as someone who first came into the online world not really wanting to be censored because i came from radio and tv where you have to be very squeaky clean i came to the internet sort of a bit like i can say what i want i can swear if i want but as you say it is possible to be far more intelligent than sweary and i'll give an example i apologize for having to swear for this example but this is one that you'll hear an awful lot is people saying something like oh i mean it's like that fucking um fucking what's his name and you go you didn't need to say that there that was that's just yeah, totally it was pointless. completely meaningless that is your um, filler word that you were talking i about can now. hear my doorbell i was about buzzing. to say do you want to go deal with seconds? that that's yeah. absolutely fine i'll move back over to a full screen for the first time ever we've had a podcast interrupted by an inconsiderate front door person although that's most likely chloe's partner returning home wondering why isn't she letting me in let's see what words you guys are saying so we've had the first two questions of the pivot questionnaire favorite word and least favorite word let's have a look at some of the things that people are saying a lot of people have said they don't like sticky sticky is a bad word i don't like sticky now bumble cookie you are back is everything okay okay that apparently not so whoever's there doesn't want to answer the phone how dare this doorbell person i know one word i like is phantasm i actually really like things like that i phantasm or phantoms there's something about that or plasm i don't know i agree with you there's something quite cool about it i love the c word too much well i know this was ace trainer liam's favorite slur on is that his slur favorite swear i suppose when he came and did the original hogcast and i had to bleep that out every time but it is a good word stella is a great word i quite like stella to describe something that's brilliant fungus fungus is a good word the fungus among us fave word is soup least favorite word toe why toe is a gross word fungus is a gross word yeah fungus isn't particularly nice i've never put plethora plethora is a very good word phantasmagoria is a cracking word it is but does it actually mean anything i've heard phantasmagoria before now bumble cookie has returned where did you go who was that at the door what was going on 
oh, it was a bloody Uber Eats, right? So I buzzed him in twice and nothing and then he buzzed a third time so i was just i picked up the phone i'm like what what is it and then, blah, blah, blah. i'm like what blah, blah, blah. i'm like okay so i buzzed him in i ran down two flights of stairs and he's like uber eats and i'm like all right and i'm like did yeah. you order I'm like, food i'm like did you buzz flat so and so and he's like yeah it's, it's here on the receipt i'm like i didn't order anything and he's like oh no sorry 21 i'm like Okay, so that was one of the most annoying interruptions that you could possibly have had. It's all right, because all right. now we're moving neatly on to our third question of the Pivot Questionnaire. Now that you're back, we were hearing a lot of people say words that they liked, and a lot of people are saying they don't like the word toe and stuff because they don't like feet toe? or things like okay. that, which like is understandable. <laughs> Indubitably is also a belter, says Jaden, and miasma is one that Hoovy and Hamster says. Now that is a good one. Now, speaking of miasma, in this miasma of influences and things that we have in this world, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Do your flies up, for goodness sake. <laughs> um, so what turns me on spiritually, creatively? Um, I think traveling is a good one. It really, like, it's like a balm for my soul. I really like going places and seeing things and experiencing new things. And it just makes me feel very creative also. And new things. I like the new. So I struggle to see a project through a lot of the time. Like, I'll go back to things because I, I get very excited with sure. new things. So I'm like a child, like a magpie. It is slightly frustrating because I'm someone who tries to make sure I encourage Chloe to do as much as she can with her creativity because she's got some amazing ideas when it comes to dice, when it comes to making jewellery and dinosaur things. And Chloe is quite sweet and she's a bit like a golden retriever in that she'll go dice 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 oh knitting i could do knitting and i could do crochet and then she'll start crochet and go crochet 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 crochet, crochet for two three weeks and then she'll go sex toys i can make sex toys sex toys sex toys sex toys, sex toys. wait a minute i never finished dice now i feel bad about not finishing the dice and she goes back to the dice and she goes, dice, 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 dice. Wait a minute, I never finished crocheting. And it's this endless cycle where it'll be going back to the other stuff. Eventually and I'll get one of the things finished, you know. Yeah, but I... Like, so this is the thing, is I could be very discouraging when you have those moments and go, no, stop it. Like, fo fo eyes on the prize, focus on the dice. But that kind of creativity is so easily stifled if you don't allow someone to feel it. So when you have these magpie moments, I try quite hard to make sure that you're feeling it because that's important. It's important that you feel it, but I try and rein you in a bit <laughs> to see if you can get something finished. But it will happen eventually. Success. You'll get something yeah. finished eventually. So you'd say that yeah. traveling and doing something new things like oh, that I, are I, I just makes song. me happy getting out the house and just going places going for a walk around somewhere pretty we've had a you few donations from generator who says i have a question for both of you what's your favorite pokemon game and so <gasps> and asked earlier what's your favorite pokemon i suppose we'll work this in chloe oh. is our guest what's your favorite pokemon game what's your favorite pokemon <clears throat> favorite pokemon is mew Great. even though i don't like cats and mew's ba based off a cat um and Pokemon game is either going to be the original Pokemon Yellow because there's a, ma a mashup of red and blue, um, and that's the only game I've ever finished. And uh, Pokemon 
Let's Go Pikachu, which, which is, is just the, the same game release, but better. Yeah, which is the same game but better, and exactly. it and it fulfills my shiny hunting needs because you can see when they're a shiny before you have to get into it. I so, like that a lot, and actually. Two. I recently built up my showreel for my voice acting and presenting stuff. And one of the clips that I put in the presenting showreel was the moment at Summer in the City where Liam, myself, Toby, Joe Merrick, and a bunch of others, we were all doing live shiny hunting on Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. And we found a shiny wheel. And it was such a huge <laughs> moment. I really liked it. It's very exciting. But my favourite Pokemon game... That's a tough one. I'd say my favorite Pokemon game is probably something like Heart Gold or Soul Silver, because my favorite generation is the second generation, and Heart Gold Soul Silver is the perfect remake of those games. And my favorite Pokemon from within that used to be Feraligatr, but is now Typhlosion. I adore Typhlosion, mm -hmm. and I'm happy to see that Cyndaquil is part of the Sinnoh Legends Arceus game that we'll hopefully be seeing soon. Now, Chloe, coming away from things that we like, like nerdiness and Pokemon, I have to come back to the Pivot questionnaire and ask this next question on a more negative okay. spin. We've talked about what turns okay. you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. What turns you off? So, turns me off creatively, spiritually, Correct, or is it yes. just a turn off? Okay. Turns you off spiritually, um, emotionally, creatively. Um, monotony? I think if I do something, I'm a contradiction because I'm very good at like manual labor. So I'm very good at repetitive tasks. Mm -hmm. But if I feel like if I do, if I'm doing repetitive tasks and then I have like a creative brainwave, I will just get depressed because I'm like, right, I have to finish this task before I can move on. But then not being able to jump to the next thing just makes me sad. So then my progress with doing my repetitive task just grinds to a halt. So I, I end up doing nothing. So my, my buzzkill is not being able to get my fingers stuck into new projects. I think that's a really good answer because that <laughs> yeah. comes straight off the back of what you said with the creatively, spiritually and emotionally turning you on is that you like these new processes and you quite like that your brain is a little bit scattered in terms of oh i could do this and oh i could do this and oh yeah. i could do this and that explain goes some of the way of explaining why you're like that is because actually it just kills your creativity to be stuck in this one thing going i have to do this when you know you have the freedom to do anything else so but I'm, but that. it's a contrast because i am i'm very good at repetitive tasks um when I uh, have a job and I'm doing those things, like when I was working for the, the licensing company, they would give me a task and I'd be happy, quite happy to sit there and do it. I'm quite happy to sit here and clean up jewelry and like polish and sand things for days on end. But it's when I get a new spark introduced that that then all goes to shit. <laughs> because you're stuck doing the mundane. Because my brain stuff. is just like, uh -huh, like I need the new thing. So you've got to find ways to speed up that last process so that that yeah. can never happen maybe that will be a, your I next stage you do yeah. that'll be your next stage <laughs> now we'll move on to the fifth question of the pivot questionnaire chloe what is your favorite curse word my favorite curse words my favorite curse word is probably one that you're not allowed to say on the stream so is i'll go with my word? second no what are you allowed to say uh, what? What? Wait, wait, what? If you're not allowed <laughs> no, to say it on stream... I'm not allowed to say it. it. So I was told it means something different, but everyone I say it to says it means something really bad. So 
I need to not say it. <laughs> okay, you've, so uh, just... thank God you're not putting me in any jeopardy with whatever you're about to say. <laughs> so I'm just going to say bastard. I but, like okay. bastard. I think bastard you... good. But do you say bastard, bastard or do you say bastard? Bastard. bastard. I, I grew up watching Bottom and Bottom Live. So you just, you bastard. Like, it is, I just, yeah, I you've got it. that Rick Mail delivery of you <laughs> bastard. You Bastard. I am. I'm quite brought up in that similar vein of British comedy, whether it was Bottom or Blackadder or even Monty Python. Yeah. They had you bastard, and that would have been very yeah, different. Same. Yeah, they 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 deliver it the same in in um uh yeah that Blackadder. Yes, Blackadder's the best. I, I like that, but actually, people like Lucy Hale in the chat who's saying the Northern version of bastard is the best. <laughs> there is there's a difference for sure, and I do quite like the Northern way of saying bastard and there's a comedian who impersonates Jon Snow as a persona and character and goes what's my line he goes uh it's it's we will fight for the north and he goes I'm never gonna remember that change it to bastard <laughs> so he changes all his lines to bastard and every time he comes to him he goes bastard <laughs> and just it's always the word bastard changed slightly and i really like that i'd just happily watch someone like lucy and liam in a two-man production of uh some northern king of england bastard bastard <laughs> that sounds cracking okay so bastard for use your favorite curse word yes okay now moving on to a different area of the world beyond language what sound or noise do you love <laughs> Oh, okay. I love the sound of rain mm-hmm. and wind chimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Independently, not at the same time, because that's just calamity. <laughs> yeah, that's an assault on like, the senses. No, no, no. Oh! <laughs> um, so I love the sound of rain, like gentle rain and pit pats and stuff. Sure. I, yeah, I find that really relaxing. I love rain when I'm in the car, because in a weird way, uh, it reminds me of Jurassic Park, but not in like a scary, I'm going to get stomped on by a T-Rex moment i just i find it very comforting for some reason rain is one of the most comforting sounds in the world naturally lucy in the chat just said that now gentle ray sounds cannot be beaten and i think there's some there's some places that you see in films which you think that on a rainy day where you're cozy and dry would be incredibly lovely and it's usually something where you don't have windows or closures you have these open archways that look out over a over asgard or something like that in a yeah. film those like are the kind of things had yes a gentle exactly or, or like the shire yeah. in fact i'm fairly certain when we were watching lord of the rings in <laughs> some of those areas they have they don't have windows they just have an archway and you can imagine just this sort of lovely fantasy rain billowing past Do you get rains in arendelle probably or riverdale riverdale i'm thinking of Arend- arendelle which one's Arendelle? Now you're confused because isn't Riverdale from Skyrim? Which one's Lord of the Rings? You mean Elrond's <laughs> place? Yeah. I Is don't... it Riverdale? Rivendell. Rivendell. Yeah, Riverdale, you kept Arendelle. saying. Arendelle is like i think arendelle is from frozen <laughs> yeah that's the, i was thinking i was wondering why yeah. you kept saying that yeah riverdale yeah. is from the archie comics apparently no, it's a good thing i didn't bother writing this lord of the rings thing very detailed because otherwise you would have really struggled so at the end we have a personalized quick fire 
quiz for everyone and oh, i thought i would fail, i would come up with a quick <laughs> 10 question quiz for chloe on lord of the rings just to see how well Uh-oh. she could do but let us move on to another question about sound or noise what sound or noise okay. do you hate thunderstorms that's a very strange connection to the sound you love <laughs> yeah i love rain I don't like thunderstorms. Um, I find them intimidating and chaotic and dangerous. And they just, they put me on edge. And like, if I, like, I love watching lightning. I find lightning fascinating. But as soon as I hear the thunder, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm like a big baby. No, I mean, I can understand that. But it depends how far away it is. Thunder and lightning that's right above and is incredibly loud and sudden is very very frightening me galileo but it's mm. it's quite comforting when it's far away and you've got that like a gentle crackle yeah or yeah. you can just hear that rumble that's very yeah. cozy but you're right when it's I like, above yeah you, it's... the distant rumble is okay because it sort of melds in with a bit of gentle rain but like when you got when you <laughs> when you got when you have like um really heavy loud thunderous like claps of lightning and thunder and stuff yeah i agree the most no, mental storm i think i've ever seen was when i was in florida and you've been to florida before have you I witnessed have, yeah. the storms that happen there no so it's the bit <laughs> of the u.s that gets struck by hurricanes and tropical storms a constantly and b first and so the storms you see there are like things you would see in a horror film or an apocalypse it's giant forks of lightning all the way across the sky cracks that are louder than god breaking twigs it's incredible the power of some of the storms that we saw there and i'm sure we've got some american listeners watching or listening who have got the same thing is popping candy eating a thunderstorm it kind of is are you you terrified of popping candy as a result I know, I love popping candy. It's well, one of you my need favorite to, You need to have a word with your fears of thunder and lightning, <laughs> then, in that case. Now, so if someone could tell my brain how to work properly, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so we'll move on to the next question of the Pivot questionnaire, Chloe. Bumble okay. Cookie, joining us for the Hogcast Live, going through the Pivot questionnaire, so we can get to know her. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Ugh, in real life, or, like, make-believe? What does that mean? Well, oh, like is it you want to like... be the doctor from Doctor Who and it's like a made-up <laughs> profession? Right, okay, sorry, I understand. So, a real-life job. Something you could do in real life, not a superhero. Um, Real-life job. If I wasn't doing what I was doing now, um, I'd love to be an artist. Like, growing up, I always wanted to be an animator for Pixar. Oh, wow. Not necessarily an animator. I wanted to specifically be a storyboard artist because I wanted to be that person who was the first person to translate a written story to a visual telling of that story. Now, and, it, and being a storyboard artist didn't mean you had to be the most perfect consistent illustrator but you did need a you, you need a good hand at conveying emotions and conveying a situation and i just i that's what i wanted to be a storyboard artist for pixar that's <laughs> so specific but so wonderful yeah. because you're right there is something amazing about being a storyboard artist although there are several storyboard artists across big disney productions you imagine that being the one person who does storyboard something you're right you're taking a synopsis 
You're then taking the character reference sheets that you've been given, and you're going, well, now I'm making this. I am the director. I am the DOP. I'm telling you how the shots are looking. And you're building the show, as it were, yeah. but just you're, you're, you're shot building by the shot. World. You're, you're building a world shot builder. by shot. And I think that's really yeah. cool. And I would love to see you do something like that. I know this is the question, <laughs> I, what would I you actually... like to not attempt? But or, well, what would you um, like to I attempt? Mean... When I was younger, I wanted it so much. So when I was in sixth form, my my school actually paid for me to go up to Camberwell College of Art and Design um, and take a course on uh, storyboarding and comic book art strips. Oh, wow. Which I did, yeah. And did how long did that last for? What kind of thing did you learn? That was a, that was a few weeks. Um, I learned how to storyboard and how to, like, cut out like nonsense like frames and stuff trim the fat um, of your own and creation. how to how basically how to lay out storyboards and how to illustrate them and what tools you need and it was it was really good it was a bit awkward because there was me this like sort of weird punky looking 17 year old girl in a room full of like middle-aged men <laughs> for some reason <laughs> um and the travel was a pain in the ass, like traveling into London every single day for like yeah, three weeks. I can imagine. But um, no, I, I really, it was, it was a life lesson. I really appreciated it. And my school you, did that for me. Like, do you feel yeah, you could compete good. with Jack Kirby and people like that now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we will see the Bumble Cookie official in comic another life. In another yeah. life. So yeah. now, on the flip side of this, what profession would you, under no circumstances, like to ever do? A dentist. Uh, okay. Very specific. Why dentist and not doctor? Because people bite. Oh, you don't like being the idea of being bitten. Well, in fairness, apparently human bites are always way more infected than like an animal bite whenever you go to a doctor or A&E, I've heard. Yeah. Because the human mouth is disgusting and I don't want to be bitten. But like like i okay it's weird i love going to the dentist i am that weird person you who are loves weird my dentist that's weird um and i love going i love getting my teeth checked i'm a bit obsessive about them checking my teeth like every time i have a dark spot i'm like give me an x-ray there must be a cavity there like sort it out like make my teeth i've never had a cavity i've had braces twice i have permanent retainers on the back of my teeth to keep them straight and i'm just a bit obsessive over my teeth so i love my dentist i love going to the dentist i love having my teeth clean and stuff unfortunately my teeth are yellowed because of my medication which makes me compelled to get them whitened and stuff professionally which i am going to do eventually um but uh yeah no i wouldn't want to be a dentist because the i i cringe at the idea of having like injections into my gums and i couldn't do that to people i had that either. recently like, i had to have fillings <laughs> done in my top teeth and getting injected was easily the worst bit the best bit was when you you expect two injections like one on each side the best yeah. bit was when you started poking the right side of my face going that's a big tooth. I'll have to give you another one. I'm like, no! no but I've already no. been numbed by that point. Couldn't so I, you have poked it first? I was like, a bit like, oh. that's fine. Like, I've already been numbed, but that was scary. You did just mention there, because of your medication, and there might be people yeah. watching who don't know about your complex medical history. So do you want to yeah. explain to people what it is you've got? Oh, um, so I have a kidney transplant. 
Um, and I take medication because when you get an organ transplant, obviously it's from someone else, so it's foreign tissue. So your body's immune system goes, hey, that's foreign tissue. What the fuck are you doing in here? So it beats it up. So I have to take medication to artificially suppress my immune system, which means I basically have no immune system. So if I pick up like a cold or something, I'll end up in hospital. And that's why COVID and things have been particularly hard for you. Oh, I had to lock lockdown. <laughs> yeah, it was quite hard. You were in what was known as shielding for people who have various immuno issues. They all get put yeah, into shielding. Yeah, immunocompromised, yeah. And so yeah. it was quite a difficult period for you. But you've been dealing yeah. with that since you were how old? I was six when I got sick. And um, you got primary <laughs> focal glomerulosclerosis wait primary focal segmental glomerulosclerosis very good yes so if you want to explain what that is uh primary focal means uh it's oh i can't remember what that means it's just not on the first layer and it's small yeah it's very targeted uh focal focal is like specific segmental is a part of glomerulo is the little uh, filly bits in your in your kidneys that like absorb um stuff <laughs> and then Medical sclerosis time. is scarring so my my kidneys were scarred and because they were scarred they were leaking toxins into my blood and i was dying and it wasn't great so i needed a transplant <laughs> but actually you've been remarkably healthy with this transplant haven't you because don't, didn't you say there's a lifespan of transplants not of transplant yes. havers but of the transplant itself yeah so a lot of people were under the the generally well accepted idea that as soon as you get a transplant all is well and that's you done for forever and like i would bump into people and be like oh you're all better now aren't you and it's like well no because transplants are like batteries they're not they don't last forever. So the average lifespan of a organ transplant is about 10 years. And I've had mine like 16 years now. So I've, I've done a good job. <laughs> and what age did you say you had your transplant? Or at least you started getting sick? Was it about age six? Uh, I got sick at six. And then I got my transplant at 15. Because they only give you a transplant if you're end stage renal failure. So they had to wait until I was like on death's door before they were like yeah yeah we'll give you one now so how did that affect your life between age six and 15 when you got the transplant um i was very skinny i they so they say that kidney failure is kind of like um going through chemotherapy in the sense it's the same effects it's the same side effects uh having dialysis i had to have dialysis to like filter do do the job of my kidneys so i had my kidneys removed i went on dialysis for a few years before the transplant and um i i would throw up all day every day i was never in school so i had to be homeschooled um but i still ended up with a better education than most of my friends which is kind of weird um and it was, for the most part, my mum did a fucking amazing job at giving me a very happy and fulfilling childhood. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful that despite all the difficulties you face, that you still, you don't look back on it and go, oh, it was so hard. And there's always something that I've picked up from you and that's something that you say regularly. 
because yes. a lot of people would approach this kind of situation and go you're so brave aren't you so brave and you resent that and do you want to say to people why you slightly resent that so yes it's something that people always used to say to me probably specifically because i was a child but they're like oh you're so brave and i'm like brave implies a decision brave would be you're choosing to do something you're making a brave choice whereas it wasn't bravery i just had to survive like i'm not brave for getting through this i'm not brave for having another operation i don't have a choice you know i've just got to get through it um but yeah so don't call me brave <laughs> unless it's something i'm choosing to do I would like say jumping out of an airplane that was brave you know when did you do that either way on my 21st birthday i i uh, I'd never been in an airplane before, and for my twenty-first birthday, the first time you got in a plane, you leapt out of that plane. Yeah, what? Uh, that would give me trust feet. issues with planes for the rest of my life. Uh, Welcome uh, to the. Was... Like, imagine getting on a BA flight and you get your ticket. It's twenty-three C. You'll be jumping out two hours into the flight. You go. Uh, uh, sorry, I what really was that? enjoyed it. I actually have a video of somewhere of me doing it. But uh, that's yeah. amazing. No, but yeah, did you find twelve thousand feet? Did you find that that really affected your life, or did you find that your mum and the people around you helped give you quite a normal? time during that difficult period you did say that you were homeschooled what was that like? i was annoying because uh a lot of the time my tutor would turn up to my house and i'd be like vomiting into a bucket and she'd be like oh i'm out see you later <laughs> and i'm like no come back no please i want to learn um but i i spent a lot of time watching movies and reading books and i'm addicted to learning in a way it's all the time like even with the japanese like i'm i'm on like an 80 day streak of japanese which isn't a big deal but it's a big deal with someone who struggles to concentrate someone so, flaky yeah <laughs> i'm flaky as fuck <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible that my kidney has lasted this long considering they put it in wrong explain so i went to great ormond street hospital the shout out great ormond famous street. famous childhood well, they're famous. They're famous hospital for for children, um, and uh, yeah, they they put my transplant in wrong. So, your kidney, having a kidney transplant, you put a kidney in your body, and you're going to attach a kidney to your bladder, right? That's they connect. No, they uh, they attached it to an ovarian cyst of mine. Uh, <sighs> Do you sure you want me to tell this story? You just did it. You just told it. <laughs> That's not the end of the story. <laughs> Go on then. Give us the give us okay, the gruesome so detail. I'll, I'll do it quick. So they attached it wrong. They didn't attach it to the bladder. They attached it to a cyst. The cyst then filled up with urine, burst, filled up my abdomen with urine, uh, which split my fresh stitches from my surgery. And then I had urine like pouring onto my hospital beds. Oh. And I'm like, excuse me, what what is this? And they're like, yeah, you're just sweaty from the from the operation. And my mom was like, no, you fucked up. And this is what you've done. So I went back into theatre a couple of times. And uh, I was in hospital for way longer than I should have been. Oh, my God. And it did, it did cause my kidney to reject at first. So we thought I was going to lose it because of what they did. And um, no, their response is, it's an acknowledged risk. <laughs> it, putting in we an organ. We may attach it to the, the wrong, wrong thing. Way. Yeah, I, I'm, imagine putting a heart in and being like, oops, I attached it to the wrong thing. It feels like there's something in my throat, yeah, about your heart replacement. Yeah. 
yeah, I, that doesn't make me feel hugely confident about the sort of competence of surgeons because you saw, I don't know about you, but for me as someone who goes to doctors and surgeons to make me better, I kind of regard doctors as above human and you mm. forget that they're just people yeah, who've learned human. some stuff and they can make mistakes. And when you hear yeah. that, you go, oh, <laughs> I like that Ross is suggesting that they said uh, it's a feature. <laughs> you got I saw a nice the comment feature. of the the compensation. I did not. You didn't get any uh, compensation. I no, because uh, I and I chased it up and I went. Can you explain why your head surgeon attached it wrong? And uh, and they said, well, you, you know, your your mum signed this waiver and it's an acknowledged risk that these things happen. Is this like those insurance frauds where they go, oh, it was an act of God? <laughs> That's what they tried to do uh, with you. Maybe, oh, it's an I act of God. Yeah, I guess so. God didn't want this but, uh... woman's kidney to work. <laughs> now, listen, speaking you, uh, yeah. of God, I've actually neatly segued us by that. There is one final question of the Pivot questionnaire before we move on. So I'm very pleased that we got to hear about your your unique life. Because I've always said one of the things that's really wonderful about you, because you've always had a very unique life, whether it's from mm -hmm. homeschooling, whether it's the way you've had to experience life, you have this beautifully unique way of looking at things and the world that I've never met anyone else who has. And it's one of the reasons that I absolutely adore you is because you have such a unique output that so many people I also think latch onto. And you are always yeah. interesting to get a perspective from because no one else thinks like you because no one oh. else has had your list of experiences. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. with that in mind, if heaven <clears throat> exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, I'd like an apology for all the fuck-ups, for one. What's the, what was that about the kidney? Both of I'm them, like, gone! Dude, yeah. you, you give me kidney failure, you throw me a lifeline of a kidney, and then you make... What, what the fuck? Like, so first, firstly, what, God, two things. Two things. One, what the fuck with the kidneys, first off. Yeah. Secondly, why did you give me a surgeon who doesn't know where my bladder is? <laughs> Explain yeah. that one to me. Yeah. I, I do feel sorry for you having to go through that, and as a result... You do have a different thing to say to God than most of us, which what is basically fuck, what the fuck is going on here. Yeah. What about anything else that's not to do with your health? Is there anything you'd like to know from God? Would you ask a question? If you got what well, there's there's a question. Uh, if you could ask God one question and he'll give you the answer, what would it be? Uh oh, oh I don't know. I, the way I view God is like if God was a kid with a with a magnifying glass and an anthill. Just oh, like, the famous analogy. Just, of, yeah. yeah, that's that's just how I see it. It's hard. It's hard to think of any answers that I'd actually want from someone. Some people are knowing. Yeah. Let's no. not go too deep down the world of theology, <laughs> but you're right. A lot of people are sort of jumping on what you said to God and are sort of going things like, yo, God, that kidney was not cash money of you, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> said Mega Chicken Toast. And CK say, what's up with this shit hand you've dealt me, cool guy? <laughs> I quite like these as really, really chilled ways of speaking to the Lord. I like that. Yeah. And that's what I want to hear you talk like. Yo, bruv, can you give me some of this gospel that you've been spitting? 
So we've gone through the pivot questionnaire, and I would say that we have gotten to know you reasonably well through those. However, there are yeah. some other things that we haven't discussed. So you, as a person, are through and through a nerd, and that is how you have always liked to call yourself. What uh-huh. would you say are the nerd franchises you latch on to most, and why? <sighs> uh zelda for one you do like zelda although Um, for someone who was so obsessed with zelda when i met you you had played so few of them at the time (laughs) you played more Uh, now i have my favorites i am a very nostalgic person so i will always go back to my my the ones that introduced me to the franchise which were um it was ocarina of time on the n64 a lot of people's Um, first time was ocarina to be fair yeah and i loved it i loved the lore the depth the environment the characters like everything like and a lot of people if you've played it going into the forest temple for the first time and then hearing the music and it's both enchanting and terrifying at the same time which it makes you want to go on but it makes you want to run away at the same time oh gives me goosebumps you're actually a big fan you're such a big fan of zelda that tends to be a lot of the media that you absorb especially when you watch (laughs) youtube you're a big fan of friend of the channel zeltic aren't you I am, yeah. Ed's a uh, yeah, cracking I love- guy. I really like oh. Ed's content. He makes really good Zelda videos. And if any of you guys are watching for Zelda content online and you need to have one outlet, I would definitely check out Zeltic. Ed's videos are incredible, and Chloe has been latching onto them for all of the Breath of the Wild 2 content, which is coming out. So are you looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2 when that launches next year? So much. When when the trailer dropped, like the little teaser trailer, uh, I must have watched it back like 10 times, and then I was like going through frame by frame just to figure out what was going on and like see if i could pick apart things from the trailer that they may not have intentionally given away but i wanted to like pick things out from the environment and stuff you're also a big fan of the alien franchise aren't you i am (laughs) is that one of your nerdier passions and what is it about it you like so much is it the h it's not hr geiger is it is it hr geiger uh yeah is yeah who did the art and stuff is it the geiger art style and the creepiness of the creations or is it the lore that they create and the universe they create what is it specifically it's 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 the it's the lore in the universe i find it's very in-depth at this point um (laughs) i got into it because of my dad uh so growing up he is a nerd but he isn't the best dad so he kind of introduced (laughs) things to me and my brother at the wrong times so for for example he would we would watch on uh, on repeat and alternating mary poppins and aliens 2 oh, sorry explain <laughs> that dichotomy to me that's a weird because, coin because we were young enough for, to be watching mary poppins <laughs> But my dad had introduced stuff like aliens, aliens 2 is and an 18. akira and yeah akira but, yeah that, Akira was my first Off introduction the back to of anime. Mary Poppins? Yeah. Uh, that, think of the age I was. So what do your kidney <laughs> gave out? Yeah. I'd be like, I can't handle this. <laughs> What's going on? Um, so that's why I ended up with that. Like, I have firm favourites because of things that my dad introduced. Um, so those are the things that he watched. And okay. from there, I went on to, like, Studio Ghibli and things like that. But my first introductions were, like, Akira and, like, Ghost in the Shell and things like that. Wow. 
And you're quite the anime nerd to this point still, or do you quite like those high-end animes, like the one you've described, rather than serialized anime? Um, I struggle to watch serialized anime. I find it a little bit too cartoony. I love Pokemon. I love watching Pokemon. Which is arguably Um, the most cartoony serialized anime. But I think I I grew up with it, so it's acceptable to me. And Digimon and things like that. Okay, well, hang on. Um, Those kind of things are very cartoony animes. But then there's things like Death Note, which is admittedly still quite cartoony, but is a bit more serious. But I prefer, like, sci-fi. So I, okay. I, over those things, I'll watch sci-fi. What about a sci-fi anime? Yeah. Would that interest you? <laughs> Is that the kind of realm where you go, that's me, there that's was, way more uh, me? There was Final Space, I think. Is that what it's called? Uh, uh, with the dude that Matt gets Graining. sent to, like, prison. I don't know. Is that the Matt uh, Groening series? Matt Groening. Groening. I can assure you it's pronounced Groening. It, probably. I don't know. I'm, I'm my brain I, I was like wondering, are you talking about an anime or are you talking about a different show? It's a cartoon, so I'm assuming okay. it's an anime. <laughs> You're being very difficult with this. I'm sorry. We need to try and find you like... a decent sci-fi anime then to see if that's yes. the kind of thing that you could get into. Although, to yes. my knowledge, not a lot of them are rolling at the moment. Today, right, today, I st- Netflix now has a Resident Evil series Ooh. that's animated. Any good? And I, I, uh, It's a bit slow off the bat, but I've, I started watching it today and I'm, I'm excited to keep watching it. Because you like Resident Evil, don't you? I fucking love Resident Evil. And which has been your favourite Resident Evil game so far? Because we've just had Village, which is eight recently. What do you think of that? I really enjoyed Village. I I thought the lore and the characters and everything were really, really interesting. I did very much enjoy the family one. Um, seven. Is that Resident Seven? Yeah. Um, but like, I like the introduction of like Los Plagas in the other games, and the, so I like the different like how things get introduced. I like lore. I like story. So you like five um, and six for that reason, despite the fact that they're pretty yeah. rubbish games. Pretty terrible. But yeah. the most recent one, and I'm sorry for spoilers, but I like the fact that if you actually play the game and look at everything, you can miss stuff. But if you look at all the stuff, it gives you backstory to the whole resident evil franchise well that's me at least you can explain it to people who are just joining for the new one i will say uh i get not too much spoiler territory here but the game is mostly broken down into like four or five sections the first Mm. one being the big boobied vampire ladies that we all saw in the demos and the marketing material i thought that bit was really enjoyable i've heard Mm -hmm. the doll's house section is also very good and is quite scary and that everything else is a bit naff and actually from the because i played half of it we played some of it here but i watched the rest because frankly couldn't be asked to put the time in and from what i saw some of it was kind of disappointing and a bit lame and some of it was actually quite cool but it was so spread out that i'm glad i only played what i played and then watched the other thing because it felt like there were some good bits but it was padded out a bit yeah it, it, so from my perspective uh they fleshed out the uh lady dimitrescu's storyline the most mm. and it was the most exciting to play and it was the longest bit to play as well the other sections are shorter like significantly shorter than the lady dimitrescu's castle uh which makes them disappointing because you think they're going to be as good and as filling as lady dimitrescu's bit but they're not so that in itself the fact that they're shorter as well just makes it a little bit more disappointing 
I think that's a fairly decent analysis. And speaking of analysis, I've now analysed the point in the show that we are at. We have spent the first hour getting to know the beautiful Bumble Cookie. But now, we can start playing some fun little games together. <laughs> now, it's time for us to move on to some of our fun features that we've been crafting. The first of which is called... Am I normal? Some people might get upset by the name of that, but the convention is we're referring to normal the fact that we all do it and we're all normal. So it's not making anyone feel uncomfortable. Am I normal? So, for Am I normal, we have to come up with various things and usually we read out your suggestions on things that make us a bit weird, but frankly we all do it so it's not that weird. One of the ones that we had last week that was incredibly incredibly relatable was from the wonderful Lucy Hale who said that on long car journeys I quite like having the imagination of someone like Sonic the Hedgehog or Spider-Man or a superhero running alongside me and doing awesome kick tricks and kicks and flips over the cars and things and a lot of people said I am that as well now Chloe would you mind telling us what your am I normal is my am I normal is uh, I've only got one uh, but when I would go on car journeys when I was younger I would see the signs for the motorway it's the big blue uh, it's it's they're normally blue is motorway signs and it would be I'm getting up little, a picture the little logo with the two lines and the little barrier going across this I've put it up on the screen for people it's this yeah, this logo that. Um, and that for me for a long time when I was growing up I was like wow uh, why are there Autobot on the road okay let's have a look again for people who want <laughs> because it looks like a robot it kind of does look like a robot he's ready to like get you it looks like a robot that's got like doom, like it's ready to go and it doesn't look like a Decepticon oh my god I can see it now I can see the sort of not... shoulders and the big yeah, legs the shoulder pads. so it looks the like head. an Autobot because Autobots were always an A shape and um, Decepticons were always like a Y shape so they're top heavy that's how that's how the franchise was designed oh I never even realised that visual difference <laughs> you're totally right yeah um i like product design that's why oh that's so neat <laughs> so, so that logo that's literally the logo for motorway uh always to me was just like why are there autobots why are we driving towards the autobots what is going on that's pretty interesting you're and, expecting it to just mean roll out <laughs> and yeah and it just i just I, I like and then at some point it, it twigged that it was two roads with a barrier but then i'm like well why is there a barrier there it's the motorway why are you why are you yeah okay that, i can understand this, a bit this logo doesn't make any sense it looks more like an autobot anyway that's fair enough so guys if you are here in the chat and by the way goodbye to dr sam Carr. thanks very much for being here and goodbye anyone who is leaving and welcome anyone who's just joining we are currently playing am i normal chloe has just told us hers which is that the motorway sign on motorway signs would yeah. make her think of autobots or yeah. generally giant mecha robots that just, might be trying to robots. thwart her journey 
Now, I want to hear some of yours, which we have also put in the Gamehog Discord. If you guys haven't joined that, make sure you guys do, because there's a whole area for this. But if you put some in the chat, we might read some of yours. I'm going to go over to the ones that we've got on the Discord, though. I'm going to read out some of the ones that I've picked. Uh, we've got one from Rusty on the Discord. Rusty, an OG member of the family. Thank you very much for your suggestion, Rusty. Am I normal? When I'm alone and I'm stuck on any topic, I'll start giving lectures to imaginary people to just get through the whole thought process. This can go for a while internally. I'd say you're perfectly normal doing that. I've done that if I've had to write a speech or if I've had to write a script, I will often do a similar thing. So I think this is normal. Now, there is something that I do quite seldom, but I enjoy doing, and I tend to do that if I'm feeling quite lonely and bored. So you know, Chloe, that I can cook, but do not cook. Categorically, do not. Yes. Your, your kitchen is an Ikea. It's like an Ikea kitchen. It is a show kitchen, it's, my it's, kitchen. It is virtually unused, which is great. Means I don't have to clean it that much. But the... <laughs> so I'm just realising how hopeless I am as a human being. But I have sometimes, especially when I'm at home, at my family home, their kitchen's very nice to cook in. And I quite like when I'm cooking and I'm alone, pretending I'm doing a cooking show. <laughs> And I have different cameras that I talk down. And so like the microwave will be camera one. And then the uh, Bertley's door will be camera two. And then I have a wide angle one that's down the end for a cheeky that's, wink. That's very much your personality Yeah, but well, I like, like... doing it. It's fun. And it's usually when I'm very bored and I'm very alone. And I've had five days of doing nothing. Is I'll sort of cut and go, just going to get the onions right there. Looking divine. Something like that. I'll do that to myself when I'm clearly very bored. And I think if I'd ever had a, a bit to drink or I was under an influence of anything, that would definitely encourage it to come out a bit more. Queen of Pigeon says that she does that when she bakes. Okay, now I'm just getting ready for the soggy bottom. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that I imagine I'll be doing. We need a hog chef stream. <laughs> Look, dude, I will totally do the hog chef. A hog cast cooking stream. I, I would like to see you cook once in my life. I could do that. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. mate, I'll start a, a Friday cooking stream I've, or something. I've used your kitchen more than you have. That is true, sadly. She's not even joking. I would be super down for that, which is why I thought of baking streams for now. I don't really bake. If people want to see cooking streams, it's definitely something we could try for a hog cast. That might be quite an interesting hog cast to do, is cooking something together and talking. That's just the premise of Saturday Morning Kitchen. I love it. Please do. Oh my god, I'll be here for that. People really like this idea. Maybe we'll end up doing that. We'll end up cooking a dish. We'll try that sometime. So that was Rusty's Am I Normal? Large Lad Charles has suggested one as well. Am I Normal? I have a favourite type of coin. It's the 10p coin. Incorrect. It's clearly the £2 coin. The best of all coins, first of all. Mostly, uh, 50p for me. You like the 50p? I think the 50p yeah. is good. Everyone in the chat, let us know your favourite coin. I'm interested to know what everyone has to say. I personally think the £2 is the best coin, but this actually, interestingly, led me to a slight tangent on an Am I Normal that I do. I make coin burgers. So... I sort of arrange coins by size, and then I like to make a burger out of the out of it symmetrically. So let's say I have five p, two twenty p's, and two fifty p's. So uh -huh. I take the two fifty p's. They're there on the floor. You then take the two twenty p's. You put them on top of each other. You get the five p. You put it in there. You take those ten twenty. You put it. 
And now you've got yourself a burger, a coin burger, that's perfectly symmetrical. One pound as you can use it in a shopping trolley, truly insightful and a useful thing to have. One pound not only for the shopping trolley, Lisa Paranorm, you can also use it in a gym cupboard. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. And Thor Park, yeah, if you need to store your yeah. stuff in a place that's going to get broken into fairly easily. Uh, your your coin sandwich uh, upsets me. Why? <laughs> Ray because Ray has said coin sandwich supremacy. I am not alone in coin uh, sandwiching. It, it distresses me. If I had those coins, I'd have to do a tower going from largest to smallest. That's my... So you, you like a coin pyramid sort of thing? I, yeah, so it's a pyramid. So I, but I, I have an, a crippling level of perfectionism. And they'd all have to but be the, lined the, the issue same with way. That and is, all the heads would have to be on the same So my place. argument for the perfection is mine's symmetrical, yours isn't. No, but it's order. So is mine. It doesn't, Symmetry. Order is symmetry. And there you go. There's the quote you could take from today's podcast. Your philosophical quote for today. Order... <laughs> is symmetry actually that sounds mm. like i'm some dystopic despot and i'm 1984ing a nation order is peace you will not know freedom so we're now going to move on to our third suggestion that we have from wonderful people on the discord but we also welcome twitter submissions and chat submissions if anyone has any more am i normals to submit this last one i've got written down here from that doctor girl am i normal when i was little I used to be terrified of my mum pulling the plug whilst I was in the bath, and I was convinced I would spiral down the drain and be eaten by an alligator. No, you're not normal for that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a, no, I didn't do that. That's a very oh, specific feeling. I, I had the same thing I... in lifts, but I, I used to joke with my parents there was a trap door button. That if you didn't have the right destination, you'd press the trap door button and you'd fall <laughs> through the floor into a pit of sharks or alligators. And we still joke about that to this day. What were you going to say, Chloe? Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming that most people did do this as a kid, but did anybody else make like bubble bath soup? So like um, you'd have you'd be in the bath and you'd have some sort of container for like you lifting up the water and like rinsing out your hair. Um, but in that jug, I would get every different bubble bath and shampoo and just yeah, like bath potions. I sort of did that. And then I mix them and then put them in. Oh the yeah, bath. make a chicken toast saying bath potions in the chat. So a lot of people are definitely jumping. A potions kid says Jaden. Yeah, so a lot of people are very much resonating it with what you did there. It was such a waste. Such an enormous waste, but such a waste. You're not going to stifle that creativity so as well. So much of it. Amazing yeah. stuff. I mean, those are all very good. Am I normals? I'm trying to see if anyone has submitted any Am I normals for us before we. Oh wow, here we go. Ray Ray said, I used to be scared of showers in case worms came out of them. Now I can Ooh. understand that. It's the right size for a worm to come out. But that sounds like something like Dexter's Laboratory, or there would have been something you saw where that happened that creeped you out. I used to make perfumes out of rose petals. I did that! I used to take rose petals from my garden and sort of squish them up into a sort of thick fluid and put them into a little container. It would never be any good for it. Pool filters for me, I can't be too near those. Oh, pool filters, that's a good point. Those always seemed quite scary to me. Michaela says, I have a fear of spiders climbing up the toilet because my mum used to flush spiders down the toilet. <laughs> no, no, that's the kind of thing that would just incite terror in me for the rest of my life. And also, I've seen footage from spiders in Australia where they hang around in the rim of your toilet seat. 
And so yeah, if you go to the toilet and they don't flush, flush down, they just skirt on the water. Yeah, and, and they they, they sort up. of yeah. run up the water until it starts flushing and then skirt back up. And I just went, no, mm-hmm. no. And I was terrified of spiders being in my toilet. I would check under the seat every day for years of my life. It was absolute fair. I'd simply pass away. Yeah, that kind of fear <laughs> is bad for me. I had a friend who used to believe that rats would come out and do the same thing. They'd maybe chomp on his ghoulies and he would be oh very scared God. of going to the toilet. But that's the kind of thing we have. Kind of about the same thing. But you to think that you'd get sucked into the toilet if you flushed it while sitting on it. I still believe that about airplane toilets. And actually, airplane toilets are so loud and alarming, and I have sensitive ears, that I have to press them with my foot and, and hold yeah. my ears while I do it because it's so aggressively loud. It's very, it's, yeah, it's very sharp. I have very yeah. sensitive ears. Like, how pathetic am I on the tube? Chloe and I, <laughs> we go on day trips out to Soho quite a lot. And actually, Chloe will clasp her hands over my ears at a certain point on the tube. Because there's bits, it's usually around the boundary between zones. It must be a very harsh turning on the tube or something. But there's a... We need the thing the train rail does and it's i've heard i read an article years ago that it is illegal how loud those bits are they go against the they go against the Mm -hmm. decibel levels it's louder than the roar of an engine and so you go well that's clearly not good but those kind of things are really bad for me especially and chloe clasps her hand over my ears and i i must look like a sad toddler to everyone else i mean you don't do it yourself so I might as well. I like, do. if you're making a pained face and not covering your ears, I'm going to cover them for you. Well, that's so. sweet of you. I appreciate you doing that. We've got lots of people coming and joining us. So, by the way, if you are joining us, welcome to the Hogcast Live. It's a pleasure to have you here on Twitch.tv forward slash Game Games. My name is Ed Templer. I'm joined by the beautiful Chloe, aka Bumble Cookie, who we've been getting to know over the last hour and 15 minutes. And we have just finished playing our game, Am I Normal? I've just realized I've just scratched an insect bite on my leg right on the insect bite that was a very bad thing to do and now it hurts a lot oh but we've just finished am i normal which is basically getting to know people who are normal but we all have these strange compulsions foibles can i add in one more please do before we move on absolutely does anybody else hate et ed templar why what have i done (laughs) the film so yes I Ouch. hate E.T. Why? Growing up, but he was like a classic movie and like everybody wanted to watch it. My parents used to put it on. I found that E.T. was just gross. I hated him. I The most traumatic bit for me was when they're like luring him into their house with the sweets, the candies, and they put them up the stairs and then they run them along the top of the stairs. And you just see his fingers coming out, like just to grab the sweets. And I was like, ah! So then, because my stairs in my mother's house, you go along the hall when you can't see down the stairs. It's like a blind turn down the stairs. So I would be like terrified of the top of the stairs. I, if I had to go past it to like to get to another room, I'd like walk slowly and then sprint past it for such a long time. Oh, I had that. Because I was terrified of like little fingers coming out over the top of the stairs. Yeah, I I understand those kind of things. For me, the thing that sort of scarred me for life was after I saw The Ring. I was afraid of the dark and dark rooms and just everything for most of my life. And it was quite easy when I'd only seen The Ring because you could sort of rationalise it in your child brain of, I haven't seen the tape, I'll be fine. And then in the second film, you don't have to have seen the tape and she's just out and about 
and that little yeah. girl is in your room drawing on your wall and you go nope yeah. nope no nope it never bothered me for some reason but then again i love sci-fi and though E.T. wasn't really in the sci-fi realm, it was like, oh, this is lovely, isn't he cute? And I'm like, no, he's fucking not cute. Like, get him out of it. Give yeah, him to the people. I never liked the E.T. move. Like, it has some nice moments, but I always found it a bit creepy. And I didn't like the glowing finger and the creepy finger and ouch. Ouch. Yeah. I don't like yeah. all that. It creeps me out a little bit. So it I'm was a bit the scream there. that he made. Like, blah, blah, blah. like <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Do you, you know the, the the not the meme, but like the little uh, the cartoon where he's like trying to get back to his spaceship, and then it, it cuts to the spaceship, and you've got all this like ET looking dudes, but they're like buff and hench, and they're like, "Where's you know, where's the weirdo gone?" Because <laughs> he's like small and like. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of people set, giving very accurate descriptions. <laughs> Rose Michaela said ET looks like a sad penis slash ball bag. Which yeah. is pretty bang on. And then Ray Ray said, he is a sad testicle. A lot of people are yeah. doing that. I guess E.T. ruining himself with that ball bag vibe he got going on. People are really suggesting that he's a ball bag. But he is. <laughs> he's so, wrinkly as heck. Now, speaking of yeah. ball bags, it's time for me to fade this down because it's time for us to play another feature that involves you guys. Now, this is a fun, creative feature that I thoroughly enjoy. So without any more stalling, it's time for us to play Haiku, Do You Think You Are? Allow me to explain. Haiku, Do You Think You Are? is a fun feature that I've come up with where basically I ask you, our wonderful Hamily, to suggest a topic. Myself and my guest will come up with three, three either rubbish or hopefully amusing <laughs> haikus now today's was suggested by large lad charles in the discord and it was pets now chloe how many have you written i have three okay well, the first one's not very good the, the other two are okay okay well would you like to start um you can start us off with your haiku do you think you are about rubbish pets <laughs> Chloe, Rubbish take it away. Pets. Or just pets. Oh, okay. So my first one was based off The Simpsons. You'll probably okay. get the reference. Okay. Um, once I had a pet, it was dinky and fluffy. I called him Snowball. <laughs> okay, I was unconvinced that you had the right amount of syllables at the end, but that was good. I like it. A Simpsons reference for the first time yeah. on the podcast. I do you think you are. Very good. Now, I would get mine up on here, but unfortunately, I've left them in a conversation that I had with Stuart. And if I open that, you'll all be able to see the conversation with Stuart instead of Chloe's face. Yeah, I want to see that. So I'm going to read it from my phone. Here is my first haiku do you think you are on pets. I don't like poodles. I accidentally <laughs> kick them. Now Chloe hates me. <laughs> Allow me to it's explain. I will perfect. never kick an animal. However, I've often joked that I don't consider small dogs real dogs. Because if you accidentally kicked one, I mean, imagine you were walking and one ran in front of you and you accidentally kicked that dog. If that animal gets any air by being kicked by accident, that is not a dog. That is a loud cat. 
And frankly, I had to roll with that. And there was a joke. I sent Chloe a video of me meeting a family friend's poodle. And I filmed it from behind. <laughs> I pretended to boot through it. And Chloe sent me an angry message going, No! Now show me you loving the poodle! Or we'll never speak again! I said, okay, okay. And I sent me apologizing to the poodle. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, Chloe, yes. what is your second haiku do you think you are? It's very similar. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> um... Ed kicked my poodle. <laughs> I punched him in his damn face. He yeeted my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I did, in fairness. This is very good. And I like that we both went for the kicking the dog one because I knew. Because <laughs> yeah. that's a joke that we made. Chloe's it's mother has you. poodles. Chloe's mother has poodles. So I've made yeah. that joke to her a lot. She gets it. So here's my second one. My cat stares at me whilst I sit to void my bowels, looking to my soul. <laughs> Have any of you ever been stared at, at by a pet whilst defecating? Yeah. It's the most intimate experience being very disturbed by someone who's just not breaking eye contact. But do you know why they come with you to the bathroom? To watch you poo. No, it's a protection thing. They're protecting you. Protecting so my poo. So because uh, they because they see you as part of like their clan, uh, they when you're pooping you're you're most vulnerable. So that's why they follow you to the bathroom to protect you. So, uh -huh. Chloe. Yes. What is your third? My third one haiku is. Do you think you are on pets? Take it away. I love tiny dogs. Ed loves golden retrievers. My choice is best. <laughs> My choice Incorrect. Is best. My choice like is better. That. My choice is better. Okay. I think that was very good. You've done some very good haikus there. I'm very pleased. Now. Thank you. This one is based on a true story that my family friends family friends sorry that my family tell me about their friends and i will go into that story after i tell my final haiku do you think you are i had a budgie he fell into a fire he was delicious oh my god <laughs> That's so mean! It is a little mean. Now, allow me to explain. Just teeny tiny chicken. My family at university, my parents had some friends and this, or a male friend, and he went over to this girl's house to meet the family and have dinner. They had in their flat a free range budgerigar or parakeet. And it was so free range that it would just shit everywhere. So they had to sit with pots and pans on their heads during lunch and stuff to not get shat on. And this this is all a true story. So imagine now you're sat at dinner, you're trying to impress your wonderful new partner's parents, eating away, and you're sat with your legs just normal. And there's a fireplace to the left of the table. Now, whilst he sat there, the bird, unbeknownst to him, is fluttering under the table, gets onto his shoe as he crosses his leg to fold it. Kicking, said Budgerigar, 
straight oh into God. the fireplace. The relationship did not last much longer after I that. I can't... No. Do you think it was a quick death? You'd hope so. Oh, I don't want to think about it. You'd really hope so. No. It is quite funny, though. Sort of. Now, no, only to you, heathen. I sh Ugh. Should I stop the music? Is it? Is this making things too sad? <laughs> Immolation isn't quick. Source, I'm a firefighter. Can we get S in the chat for that poor buttery girl? I'm going to fade down Gymnopedi because this is too sad with the tone that we've now left it with. But that marks the wonderful end of Haiku Do You Think You Are. And as I said, friends, if any of you want to submit anything for Haiku Do You Think You Are, you know exactly where to do it. You can head to the Game Log Discord and you can put it in the Haiku Do You Think You Are section. Chloe, you did an exceptional job there. Now, we must decide which of our three were the best. Now, people, decide. Last week, we had a draw between myself and Liam on who was the best. Who did you guys think was the best of the haikus? Did I have the better haikus? Or did our wonderful guest, Bumblecookie, have the haikus? Whilst that is decided, we must go on to our final round. Chloe, I'm going to read through some trivia questions on Lord of the Rings. I'm going to try and give you about ten, and we're going to see how you fare with them. Are you ready for this? Yes, Do you think I you're am. ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm not going to do well. Because what I'm going to have <laughs> to do... My brain is a sieve. Okay. ...is turn this music on. Oh, it's the music we all recognise. It's exactly the same music that we use to create some tension in Lyric Showdown, live every Wednesday from 7pm right here. Chloe Weston. <laughs> are you ready? Let me know. Yes, I am. <laughs> for the pivot questionnaire. <laughs> Not the Pivot questionnaire, this Lord of the Rings questionnaire that I'm reading from online to see how well you know the Lord of the Rings and to create Please. a personalised quiz to end this stream with. Please. Are you ready? Please. Question one. Which character is in the title of the film The Lord of the Rings? Which character is referred to as the Lord of the Rings? Oh, uh, Sauron. She's only gone and got it right. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't know what the question was. I was like, question what? two. Okay. Excluding the one ring to rule them all, yes. how many rings were made for each of the races? Seven for men. Oh, Chloe. Shut up. How many ring wraiths are there? Twelve. The nine. Have nine. Left me oh, so there are nine rings total. No. So there's nine nine for men. It's bad. It's gone nine bad for then. men. Uh three for the the fairy folk. <laughs> That's correct, yep. Yeah. How many um, for dwarves? Oh god, five? Close, it was seven. I can't give Ugh. you that because you got the This is wrong. why I have seven, I was getting my numbers mixed up. Right, sure. Incorrect, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, let's see, let's find another difficult question. Okay. What is the name of the ruins where the Witch King stabs Frodo? 
Oh, I hate you. It has a difficult name, but there's a sort of colloquial name for it as well. Uh, it's something short, isn't it? I don't know. I know it's like the last hold, like it's the last bit before they fell or whatever it was. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I, can't, I can't give you this. It's Weathertop. <laughs> or it's Fuck. also known as one of the watchtowers of Amonsul, which is the long thing. Amonsul, that's the name I was going for. I knew it was short. You did have that there. Yeah. Damn it. Here's a question from me. What are the full names of Merry and Pippin? One of them's Took. Mm-hmm. What's his full first name? Merryweather? No. But, uh, then I don't know. <laughs> you are the worst Lord of the Rings fan. Hey, I, I love it. Doesn't mean I retain any of it. Marius and Pippin, Pippin, CCC is what Luke Wolf says. That is actually the real names of the hobbits. It's Mariadoc, Brandybuck, and Peregrine Took. Peregrine Took. You should I remember knew, see, that from the moment he catches their ears in the first film, and he goes, Mariadoc, Brandybuck, and Peregrine Took. But that's the and only that time that their names are said in the movie. Like, their full names. That's the only time that their full names are said. Incorrect. In the third Shut film, up. he goes, Master Merriadoc. No, in that movie. In that, that movie, first, yeah, it's a movie. trilogy. So, <laughs> basically, you've got fuck all right, except for the first question. I I, I never said I was going to get them right. I'm perfectly content with this. I, I love Lord of the Rings. I love watching it. I even want to get a Lord of the Rings tattoo, which I, I now feel a little, bit, a little bit ashamed about. But no, I, I still want to. I appreciate it. Doesn't mean I retain it. I'm going to ask you a question based on that now. You have a desire for a tattoo that's to do with Lord of the Rings. You want the Cinderin written on the Ring of Power. What uh-huh. does the translation on the Ring of Power say? My dear, you mean? It does say that. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't remember. One ring to rule them all. Correct. That all, one. All that, yeah. Yeah. We'll finish all it. That finish it. Uh, no, because then you have to figure out the number of the rings. No, that's when the, you do the, the full one. In the them. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 yeah. In the darkness, blind them. See, you're weirdly knowledgeable, but you don't want to <laughs> use anything because you just basically told me there that you know the full one, which is three to the elves, you yeah. know, who live on high. Nine for mortal men doomed to die in the land of Mordor where shadows lie. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all in the darkness, bind them in the land of Mordor where shadows lie. <laughs> I'm correct. Nerd. Nerd. What is <laughs> elvish whey bread called? Lambas bread. Correct. Nom <laughs> oh, nom nom. Tastes like shortbread. What gift does Gimli ask Galadriel for when leaving Lorien? Gimli? Gimli. Son of a uh, lock of her hair? I'll give you that. It's three locks of her hair. He asked, oh, sorry, actually, you know, do you know what? You're bang on. He asked for one strand of her hair, but she gave she, him three. She, she gave him a lock. And oh, actually, I mean, an interesting yeah. story, those get put in crystals and they become heirlooms of Gimli's family line for the rest of time. 
Let me find one more question. And See, just so you know, answers. you've done very badly. <laughs> yeah, I, it's fine. Let's do this. What is the real name of the White City? They're asking me names. We don't do well in, like, in Lord of the Rings. All of the names sound so similar. It's not my fault that you said you were good at Lord of the Rings City. stuff. Um, it's the one that's on the castle. Correct. Correct. What's it called? One. What's it called? 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 Uh, the capital of Gondor. Uh, the capital of Gondor is East. No, that's a person. Uh. It's not. It's it still does a person. Um, is is it still related to that? Is it like one of the? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the White City. Ministerial. Yes. Okay. Oh. I'll give you that one, despite the fact that I helped you with it for three and a half minutes. I always get Minas Tirith mixed up with Moria for some reason. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Look, yeah. that was a lot of fun. You did very badly, but frankly, it doesn't matter because that ending <laughs> portion is just to see if you know the chosen subject of you. Ace Trainer Liam's subject was me and general knowledge <laughs> and whimsy. Okay. Yours was Lord of the Rings, which you knew Yay. bugger all about. I thought it was Osgiliath. No, Osgiliath is the city that lies between Minas Tirith and Minas Ethel, which used to be one of the last ones, which is now Minas Morgul, which is in Mordor. So there you go. I'm a real nerd. But what we must say... Wait, was this so you could show off how much you know about What part Lord of this of show is not me showing off, Chloe? Okay, Answer me that. Fine. That's what I thought. Okay. Now, enough of your sass. We're winding this show down, Chloe Weston. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure, Bumble Cookie. You have been an honour to come on the show. Thank you so much for being here. You are truly wonderful. You are amazing. And I look forward to seeing all the products that you're going to come out with over the coming months. Where can people find you to keep up to date with everything that you're doing and everything that you are? I will be in your Discord. <laughs> Which you guys can find in links that I posted in there. But also, you can find Chloe on social media like Instagram and Twitter at... Mm -hmm. uh, at Bumble Cookie. Spell it. B-U-M-B-L-E-C-O-O-K-I-I. -O -I. Remember, there's two I's <laughs> at Cookie and it's not spelt the way it normally is. Now... You, have, you normally have links for my shit, but... Okay. I normally do, but that is also just for your Twitch. Can you give, give me a shout out? And then they'll find it from my Twitch. Okay, we'll do that. There you go. There's Bumble Cookie's Twitch. So now what I must do is I must fade it down and I must start the Hogcast music as we say goodbye and we move ourselves to the outro screen. My friends, it's been such a pleasure. We will see you next week. Goodbye, friends. We love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.